0: In this brand new series called One Small Step. And I love, love, love the new year because everything's new. Everything's new. Everybody's still wearing their Christmas clothes. You got your new clothes on. You got your new cologne on. You got your new shoes on, everybody. It's just I love the newness of a new year. Everybody starts over. I'm actually going to Planet Fitness. Come on, everybody. Me and everybody else. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. That kind of hurt my feelings how excited. Planet Fitness the true story. I don't know if it's that way everywhere, but in, in this town where I live, at, at, right when you check into Planet Fitness, there's a giant bowl of Tootsie Rolls. Anybody notice that? That's what got me in this mess, you know what I'm saying, is Tootsie Rolls. I, I, I don't need that in my life. This new series is all about moving in the right direction. You're in a church today, I don't care what your religious background is, but you're in a church today that believes God is infinitely more interested in the direction that you're headed than in the pace that you get there. That direction is more important than perfection to God. That's worth writing down. That direction in God's kingdom is more important than perfection. Trying to get it right. Maybe you were raised in a religious environment where I I had to get it right all the time or else. I had to do it just right. Guys, I'm losing all that monitor we had. I I had to get it just right or else. And and this is not that kind of church. I, I think God is interested in the way that you're facing and the direction that you're moving than whether you get it right all the time. And if your guts keep moving in the right direction over the longest period of time, then your life is changed. I don't know how many of you make resolutions. Where are all the resolution people at? Where you at? You write them down. You make resolutions. Good. Nothing wrong with the resolution. I think you're good. Yeah, I'm gonna start a diet. And and if you're if you're like me, you make a resolution to start a diet. And that's the that's the day that somebody. Brings home a cake. Come on, everybody! Like, I've I've already broken. Like, there's cake. Somebody sent somebody sent cupcakes, and over Christmas we still have. That there's there's uh, every we don't really eat leftovers in our house. Everything kind of got a limit, you know. Like, I'll throw milk away the day before it expires. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm just worried about that stuff. But sweets and cake, I'll keep that junk till Valentine's. I, I, i'll I'll keep rolling that way. That stuff don't expire. We try we just we just we already lose our resolution like a few days in, I read something that within the first thirty days, eighty percent of people have already walked away from the resolutions. you you try to change and if you're like me, you try to change quick. man, I just want to change overnight. I just want it it's so funny, especially at the new year, but especially when it relates to dieting because, We kind of indulge in all of the worst habits possible at the end of the year. And then we think magically overnight between the 31st and January 1st that everything's going to change. Like overnight long. Like we form this bad habit of addiction to cupcakes leading up to the 31st. And then we think that this, you know, overnight, like when you turn the calendar, suddenly things are going to change. Most research says it takes about three weeks, about 21 days to 30 days to form a new habit. And I've been eating sweets since Thanksgiving. That's longer than 21 days, everybody. Which, by the way, by the way, that's why we have 21 days of prayer, everybody. That's why we're in this season of 21 days of prayer. Because, because I want you to form this habit of talking to God every single day. Starting tomorrow morning, we meet at 6 o'clock in the morning, 6 a.m. We'll have you in your car on your way to school or work at 7 o'clock, guaranteed, every single morning for the next three weeks. On Saturday mornings, we'll meet at 9 o'clock and you'll be out by 10 o'clock on your way to the rest of the day. We'll worship together. We'll pray individually. Matter of fact, today there's prayer guides available for you. Everybody here, I want you to pick up a prayer guide. These are amazing resources and tools for you to use. If you if you struggle with praying 10, 15, 30 minutes, an hour, you think there's just no way. These are great tools. In the back of there's some, some journaling where you can write down your requests and this is what I want God to do this year for me. And the reason we pick 21 days, there's something to it. It's because I want you to form this habit. Like I want you to have this going on in your life so that in February and March and April and May, like when the rest of the year, you've begun something that sticks around. But we just try to change everything. Like we start these bad habits at the end of the year and we try to change right overnight. And if you're not careful, you get stuck trying to change the same thing year after. After year, like every year, we start saying, this is the year I'm going to change that thing. And if you're not careful, listen close, you'll get stuck in this idea that I change overnight. And because I don't change overnight, you'll start altering your own destiny. Like you'll start saying things like, it's just never going to happen for me. It's just never going to happen. I'm just—we're never going to have kids, and we're ne- I'm never going to get married. We're never going to have a healthy marriage. I'm never going to get healthy physically. I'm never going to have a prayer life. This is just my life because I, I keep trying this quick fix, this overnight deal, I, 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 and I'm stuck year after year trying this resolution that I want to happen quickly. And here's the reason I think it happens: I think there's this fight or flight thing that happens in us that we have this huge goal. You know, I want to lose sixty pounds this year. Like I just, this is my year. I'm 60 pounds down. We see these huge goals and opportunity, and we fight towards those goals. Man, 60 pounds, I can do it. I'm going to be there. And then we have one bad day at work or in our marriage, and we eat a whole package of Oreos. Or is that just me? Anybody know what I'm talking about on Oreos on there? Double stuff, where are all my double stuff people at? There, There it is. You know what I'm talking about. You can eat half the pack and still get as many Oreos. And then you <laughs> you can't. That's bad math. <laughs> Some of you are like, Really? I didn't know that. I'm gonna go home and do that. You get one bad day and you just blow the whole thing. And your sixty pound gold turns into a half pack of double stuffed Oreos. Because I couldn't do it. I had one deal and and and, and, and I just I got so discouraged because it didn't happen. Because things didn't go the way I thought they would this quickly. And we keep making resolutions, and they go year over year over year, the same things. We just keep carrying these things. And and here's the truth about humans. Write this down. Here's the truth. We understand big dreams. We understand big dreams, but we don't like small steps. Like, rarely do I have to convince people of faith to believe in something big. But I often have to tell you that all the big dreams of your life start with one small step. We, we understand 60-pound goals. We just don't like when you have a bad day, you don't end it with Oreos. Like, we just don't like the small steps that lead us to the big dreams. We want big dreams. We want quick process. We want huge results. We want microwave. I always say it this way. It's kind of cheesy, but I'm going to hit you with it. That we like microwave miracles, and God's kind of a crockpot kind of God. You know what I mean? Anybody crockpot? Anybody grow up in the South? You know what I'm talking about on that. You turn, The other day, Brandy, which, which I don't, she doesn't like when I do this, but when I get Southern, I call her Mama. Mama put on meal the other day. Come on, everybody. Mama started cooking that crock pot. I got home from work. I got home from the office. I I could smell it outside. It was calling me in. It had been cooking all day long. There's something about that. The problem with that is I wasn't there all day smelling it. She was with the kids. And the problem is you, you, you can get so close. You smell like I know it's coming, but it just takes longer. I want it fast. I want it now. I got these big dreams. I just don't, I don't like small steps to get there. The difference between you and God is God knows that destinies, write this down, destinies are defined by everyday, day-to-day, step-by-step decisions. Your destiny in God, your destiny in your marriage. Your destiny, your relationship with God, your relationship with others, your financial goals, your physical goals, your emotional health—all God knows. Even though you like big dreams but hate small steps, God knows your destiny's tied to your day-to-day decisions. We we, we we tend to think you know, big and, and, and in term and th- this is the last. I want to get to there but God always sees the steps leading up to there. I feel like preaching today. Is that okay with everybody? Yeah, we, always, we always think, well, I, I know what's in the end. In- I know King David, the man after God's own heart. The one that God established the throne of David to the end of time. We always see, but we don't see the shepherd boy that gets anointed four quarts of oil poured over his head in the field and the moment the oil finishes dripping off of his face he goes back to the field and keeps sheep because God sees steps and we see big end results but your destiny is determined in your day to day decisions how you handle this step David I can't get you to king until I teach you how to be the right shepherd I can't get you to where I've called you to be until you take this small step. Till I know that you're stepping in the right direction. Gideon. The, Gideon is this mighty man. We love the story how Gideon leads the army of God to defeat the enemies of God. But what you don't know is, is Gideon goes to God and he says, God, I'm the least in my family in the least tribe. I'm, and I'm the weakest one of all of them. Like I'm the last of the last. And God says, I know. I want to know how you're going to take a step towards mighty man. Like we see big dreams. God sees steps. Jesus, if I was God, I would have sent the Savior of the world as a Savior. God said, no, no, no. I'm not going to send you just a Savior. I'm going to send you a seed. I'm going to put a seed inside of a woman. I'm going to let that woman give birth to a seed who has to walk and learn how to crawl and learn how to talk and grows up into a Savior. I'm not just going to send you everything. I know that you see the cross, but I see the manger that's good preaching. I know I know you see the end, but God when He sent Jesus, sees a seed coming in. It's always about steps with God. It's never about this big goal. It's never about the end result. The problem with us is you and I want that big result like on January the 6th. Like I want the, I want the baby I've prayed for. I want the spouse I've prayed for. I want the job I've believed for. I want the spiritual life. I just don't know if I like the day-to-day steps. And God wants to show you. Over the course of the next four weeks, I hope to help you to take one small step towards where God wants you to be. David writes it like this in Psalms 37. He says, the steps of good men are directed by the Lord. And God delights in, underline this in your Bible, small steps. One small, I love love this because everybody's interest, everybody quotes steps. Everybody quotes, you know, I just got to get all the way over there. If I, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. My whole life has been ordered by God. But God delights in one. Like each step that you take. That's, that, that's what gets God's attention today. And, 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 we, and we think wrong. We think, well, there's just no way God would let me fail. He's a, he's a good, good father. Come on. That's terrible, wasn't it? That was, that was awful. He's such a good God. He's not going to let me fall. Let me tell you something. i got two little babies, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. And the only way they learn how to walk is letting them jokers fall. You know what I'm saying? I grew up and my mom and dad would say things like this. He'll only do it once. You know what I'm trying to say on that? Anybody raise your kids like that? It'll only happen once. Like Henry will only do that one time because he'll remember that knot on top of his head. Like, is it because I'm a terrible father? No, it's because he's got to learn how to take steps on his own. It's because you've got a heavenly father that says, I'm not worried about you stumbling, I'm excited that you're walking. I'm not worried about you bumping your head along the way. I'm worried when you don't get up and start taking steps in the right direction. When you just get lethargic and sit back on 2018 and 2017 and 1998 and wherever it is you stopped your spiritual progress, that's what worries God. God's not worried about you falling. He's worried about you not walking. Because I want, I want you to start somewhere. That's why Zechariah says it like this Don't despise, don't despise these small beginnings, because God rejoices when He just sees you start something. I love this. He just rejoices to see the work begin. Like, I'm just happy that you went to Growth Track, like, I'm just excited that you decided to join a Connect group. I'm just excited that you decided to start tithing. That, like it's it's not an accumulative thing with God. It's I'm just I'm just excited that you took a step in the right direction. God celebrates your steps forward. When I trust God, he helps me with my steps. Now listen, here's the part I love about the God of the Bible. Is that he won't leave you in small steps. He won't leave you just one step at a time. But the thing, the, the, the thing I love about God is he'll encourage you in your stepping. Faith is a muscle, not on the screen, but write this down, not in your notes. Faith is a muscle you gotta exercise and work at it. And if some of you have struggled with faith and believing God, it could be because you haven't exercised that muscle enough. But the more you lift the muscle of faith, the stronger it gets. The more weight you can handle and God knows that. He knows if you'll take one step, then you can take more. That's why that's why David says it like this in Psalms 18. He says you enlarge my steps under me. I love that. As I take one step, God, you give me the strength to take a bigger step but you enlarge them underneath me. In other words, I'm walking and I'm getting stronger. Does anybody understand what I'm telling you? I'm moving in the right direction and and suddenly I have strength I didn't have when I was just standing still. But as I take a step, God's enlarging my steps. He's growing me so that my feet don't slip. I'm I'm getting more. He said, if if I can trust you with that small step, I'll enlarge something in your life and give you more. I'll give you more if you'll exercise that muscle of faith. Say amen if you understand what I'm preaching to you. I don't have to understand where I'm going as long as I understand who I'm going with. I don't don't have to understand the end of everything. I just have to know that God is already at the end. Like Abram in the Bible. Abram hears from God. Listen to this. I know I preach a lot about Abram. It's I told Brandy in studying for this message series, probably the character I identify with most in, in, in the Old Testament. And I preach a whole lot of Abram. But I love God's call in Abram's life. Genesis 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I'll show you, and I will make you a great nation. And I will make you a great nation. And I'll bless you. And I'll make your name great. Hey, let me give you a little idea for 2019. When God decides to give you something... Why don't you just, instead of, act, like in these 21 days, instead of asking for more, why don't you say, I want to be a blessing. Come on, everybody. Instead of I need more, why don't you say, I I, I want to be a blessing to somebody. How powerful would it be if you stop praying to get a blessing and start praying, how can I be a blessing this year? God, what do you want me to do in this year? Like, how how can I be a blessing to those around me, to my church, to my family, to, 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 to the people I work with, to the people in my neighborhood, to the people... That you've called me to. And then, then, so God calls Abram and he gives him this promise about blessing. And then verse 3, he says, I'll bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you. And then you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And then Abram did the hard part. Listen to me. Some of us are so, oh God. Some of us are so inspired to do nothing. You read every book you can get your hands on, or listen to every podcast you can listen to. You are spiritual. I'm just going to, I'm going to pastor you for 10 seconds. We are spiritual junkies. We have availability to every podcast, every ministry, every preacher, every church service, everything along the way. You can go to seven nights of church all night long, all week long, and get inspired. But if you don't get up and depart, nothing in your life's going to change. So Abram has a, that, That's it, I'm done pastoring So Abram has this promise from God But Abram does the hard part So Abram departed So he just gets up And starts walking And starts moving in the right direction As the Lord had spoken to him What if this is the year that you don't just come to church and be inspired You come to church to get mobilized What if this is the year That God would use you And you just decide to start taking one small Step. You, Abram just takes the first step. I've heard from God. There's some people here who you've heard from God for years. You know that you were in a relationship that you should have left in 2015. Come on, everybody. You know you should have let that guy go. You should have broke away from that relationship. You know there's some habits, some addictions, some commitments. You, you've already heard from God. You don't need me to tell you what God wants. You just need to do what God said. Just depart. Just get up. you got to take a step. Because there's some things that are never going to work out for you. You're going to have to work out of them. That was better than you, amen. There are some things that aren't going to work out for you. You're going to have to work out of them. You're going to have to just get up and take a step. (laughs) You heard about the old Dakota Indian chief. It goes like this. When you're riding a dead horse, the best strategy is to dismount. Come on everybody. <laughs> like that's the best strategy. So but but some of us some of us some of us take every January and we invest in new whips thinking it's going to wake up our dead horse. We invest in new books, new training. If I can just get my dead horse to go to the right trainer, he's going to help him. And suddenly this thing's going to work. Listen to me. It's dead. Dismount. It's dead. Dismount. Just get off of what this is. I've been doing this year after year. It's not working. I've already hold from God. I'm just going to depart like God said. Go. Say amen to that, everybody. I'm going to get my boyfriend in church this year. I'm going to do it. This is the year. God, you just tell me who he is. Just tell me where he's at right now. Where are you going to be Sunday? Well, I'm busy. Well, I got your boyfriend. He just shows up at load in. He just comes to, he's just, he's He's worshiping. He, he. He's not looking at you. Listen, you need to decide. This is the year. If you're not in church, you got to go. Just give him a good, God bless you, you got to go. Because I. I, I got something to do. I got to be here. You can't trust God for Prince Charming while you're shacked up with a train wreck. All right, I was lying. I am going to pastor one more time. You cannot pray, you cannot sow wrong seeds and pray for crop failure. It doesn't work that way. You've got to depart. Abram, I'm going to do all of this, but I'm going to need you to get up, pack up, and get going. You've got a future ahead of you. 2019 is your year. This is the year of the miraculous in your life. This is the year of reconciliation in your relationships. This is the year for some of you to step into ministry. Come on, I'm prophesying to you. God told me this year is the year that ministries are going to raise up from this church. I believe that with all of my heart. This is going to be a sending and releasing church. But you're going to have to take a next... Step, you're gonna have to get past your past if you want to get to your future. And Abram does, he hears from God and he just goes, he dreams, he develops, and then he goes. James says it like this You can't just be hearers of the word, you got to be doers of the word. You got to do what God tells you to do. If you're not obeying and abiding in his word, then what does hearing God's word profit you? You got to obey it, you got to obey it, you got to do it. I, I, I think, I think the, the reason some people don't do what they know to do is because they're, they're bound by their past. Like, I've tried that. I've done that. I've been here. I've heard preaching like that. I've heard churches like this. I, I don't know if that's going to work. And we have our past, our failures, our pains... Our inadequacies, our friends, our family, they keep us down. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm unprepared. I didn't do the right thing. I've made mistakes. It takes too long. I'm too old. It costs too much. It's just overwhelming. And so we just don't take a step forward because we think there's just no way. But right now, listen close. Right now, your destiny may just be a destination. Let me tell you that again. Right now, instead of thinking ten steps away, your destiny may just be the destination next. Like, I just want you to take a step in the right direction because there's two sides to every promise, Abram. There's There's your side and there's God's side. Your side is where you're stalled out. God's side is where you're stepping out. Which side are you on? Are you stalled out? Are you just, are you stopping? Are you stopping on this step? Are you just deciding this, I guess this is good enough? Or are you deciding, I want to go further with God? I want to go further. I want my relationship with God. I want my relationship with my spouse. I want our relationships and our families. I, I, I want my, my spiritual life. I want to go from brokenness to blessings. Come on, everybody. I want to go from problems to promises this year. And all of that happens when you take one small step shout amen to that everybody i don't know if you're reading i told you earlier reading a, a version of the bible i, I actually uh, we i have a devotion that comes up every, every day and it's written by pastor larry stockstill and it's a short devotion and then and then i read a passage from the old testament new testament psalms and proverbs every day and you can read your whole bible through in a year. It, it literally it took me 15 minutes. Like you, you can you can read the whole Bible. But sometimes when I read the Bible, like there have been times in my life when I read the Bible, I try to read the Bible through and I skip around. Anybody know what I'm talking about in skipping around? Like I skip all the baguettes, you know what I mean? Like baget, like like peg leg, b- baguette, you know, obed and obed baguette peg leg, the same one. And 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 I, you know, one, two, skip a few, ninety-nine hundred. I'm done, you know what I mean? And and I'll have read the whole book of Leviticus or something, you know. And I was doing that, I was doing that one year through, through the book of Jeremiah. There was a bunch of baguettes, and this is where it's at. And, this, and Jeremiah, if you don't know the Bible, Jeremiah is having this terrible time. He wrote two books of the Bible, Jeremiah and Lamentations. When you write a book, come on, Jeremiah was the original slow jams of the Old Testament. Come on. It's weepy. If, if Brian McKnight was an Old Testament prophet, he would be Jer- Brian McKnight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would be Jeremiah just crying, just about who left, just, just who, uh, just, baby, you left me, and everything's wrong. He wrote a whole book called I'm Crying Lamentation. True. He's having this terrible time. And I was skipping through Lamentations, just going through, you know, one, two, skip, and this stood out to me, because this is why I think you don't get, this is what I think happens about these steps. The reason we don't move forward, that past controls us. Here's what he said, Jeremiah 3, I'm sorry, Lamentations 3, he said, I remember, underline this, I remember my affliction. I remember my past. I remember my affliction. I remember my wandering. I remember the bitterness and gall of my life. I well remember them and I get depressed about it and I can't move on my affliction my, my affliction I think I think afflictions are write this down I think afflictions are your past problems. I remember my past problems, things that were beyond my control, the family I was born into, the tragedy, the job, the the molestation, I couldn't have kids, the marriage that ended, sickness that almost took us out, death in the family, problems that come into my past, stuff that a tragic situation that happened in my life. and, And Jeremiah says, I remember that. And I'm letting that past control my present. I all these problems. I'm, I'm constantly looking in the rearview mirror about what happened to me, how bad it was. And everything in your today is defined by your yesterdays. I, I remember my afflictions, my past problems. And he said, I remember my wanderings. Write this down. I think those are your past mistakes. When you wander away, I remember my wanderings. I wish I could do that over. Maybe it's a secret mistake nobody knows about. Your husband doesn't know. Your family doesn't know. The fear of being caught. The fear of being found out. The guilt. The shame. Wondering if your life could ever be different. Jeremiah said, I remember when I wondered. I, I, I remember my mistakes. And then, he, and then he talks about something else that I think may be the biggest reason why people don't move on. He talks about bitterness and gall. Listen, those are past relationships. He says, I remember... I remember the failed marriage, the relationship problem, the mom who walked out, the dad who hurt us. I remember the relationships that went sour, and it keeps me from taking a step. Jeremiah says I, I, all of this stuff gets on me And my soul is downcast within me I'm depressed about it I can't move on I don't know what to do The thing about the Bible One of the things I love You can't stop in the bad part You can't stop at the promises of God you got to keep moving And you can't stop at the weeping of Jeremiah you got to keep moving Because he has this little conjunction He says I remember my affliction I remember my wandering I remember my bitterness and gall And then he has this conjunction in lamentation 3 and 21, and he says, yet. (laughs) In other words, while I remember, not, not afterwards, while at the same time I remember all of my past, I call this to mind. And therefore, in the middle of my problems, nothing changed about my past, but I have hope now. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, and His compassions never fail, and they're new every morning. And great is, the old song says, thy faithfulness. He said, I remember right in the middle of my past, yet while I'm, while I'm depressed about what didn't happen in 2018, while I'm reminiscing about the relationship that didn't work, while I'm thinking about how I wasted the first 10 years of the 2000s, in the middle of all of that, I remember that God's got love for me, and God cares for me, and He created some new mercies for me, and I can move on now. I can move forward now. The enemy of your soul, the devil, will do everything he can to get you to focus on verse 20 and remember your past and not get you a yet. The the, the mission of this church, one of the anointings on this church is to help religious people, people burned by church, people disenfranchised by cold, dead, carnal religion, is to give you a yet in your life. To give you a chance to start over To give you a chance to say, God can, yet I call this to mind over the next three weeks when I preach this to you with all of my heart. I want you to call this to mind that we are moving forward from the great love of God. Not for the great love of God. You don't have to work towards it this year. You got to move from it. You gotta say, in light of the fact that God cares for me, He loves me, He wants what's best for me. It may have closed the door on a relationship. I may have closed the door on a business. We may have filed for divorce. It may have been the hardest two years, 10 years, 20 years of my life. Yet I will call this to mind and I can have hope in the new year. You say, How do I do it? I gotta hurry, write this down. You gotta learn how to refocus your mind. You gotta refocus the way you think in 2019. Come on, uh, uh, my old pastor uses it like this. You need a, you, everybody, we need a checkup from the neck up. Come on, somebody. I'm full of these preacher one-liners. I'm full of them. Come on, we need a checkup from the neck up. you got to get your mind right. Don't dwell on the past. Dwell on what God's doing. Let's, let God transform you, Romans says, into a new person. How? How do you transform me this year? If I can change how you think? If I can get it in your mind and I can get it in your life? I, I, I got to get you re- refocusing and, and, and getting your mind thinking about the things of God. The second thing is you got to learn how to release your past. Write it down. You got to let it go. Come on, look at your neighbor right in the eyes. Look them in the eyes. Everybody, if you don't look them in the eyes right now, I'm coming back there. Look them in the eyes. Sing it like this Let it go. Let it go. Come on, look at them. Sing. Nobody knows rest. Let it go. It needs to be your theme for 2019. Let it go. Let it go. Let them go. Let the past go. Let hurt go. Let pain go. Let it go. you got to let go of your past. I'm releasing you. This did not say I forgive you. I forget you. I'm. Not, I don't. You don't have to go back and relive that. You just gotta move past that. You gotta forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let the hurt of my. Listen, 2018 was hashtag Church Hurt. Let that stuff go. This is not the church that hurt you. I'm not the preacher that hurt you. This is not the marriage that hurt you. This is not the friend that left you. Let them go. You're. Crippling your future because you won't release your path. Just let it go. Is this okay, everybody? Next week, I'm going to just be Joel oi I'm going to wear a suit. I'm going to do. I'm- but I got to be me right now. I'm fasting already. I'm praying. I'm believing God for you. I need a breakthrough in my life. You need a breakthrough in your life. And I got to shake you out of that stuff and help you get through. This year Third thing you got to do Write this down You got to renew your heart You got to come to God That's why church is so important I'll give you a new heart God says I'll put a new spirit in you That's why you need The presence and spirit of God This is an unapologetically Spirit filled church Listen to me We need the Holy Spirit In our lives You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need the person of the Holy Spirit. You need the overcoming power of God's Spirit in your life. You cannot do it without it. I give you a new heart. I'm going to put a new spirit. And the thing that people don't understand about Christianity is God doesn't make your heart better. I'll give you a new one and I'll remove your old one. Jesus did not come to make bad people better. He came to make dead people alive. He came to take your heart of stone, and I'm gonna give you something brand new. That's the miracle of a relationship with God. You have access to something new, but you got to do something with it. Listen, you've got the formula. You just got to do the math. Your teacher ever tell you just do the math? Just do the math. Come on, Henry, play for him. I'm not done, but you know I just like it. Did <laughs> ever, ever teacher tell you you got the right answer, but you got to do the math? Any teachers in the room? You got to do the work. Show me the work. Come on. You you know where I'm at right here. Come on, you got Madeline. You know, you got show me your work. Do that. Well, how do I do the math? I'll tell you how. You don't need any more inspiration. Listen to me. Don't miss church. I'm not telling you you don't need preaching, but you don't need inspiring. Not one more message this year. This is what you need. This is God's word for this church this year. You don't need, here's the formula. Proverbs 23. Apply. Apply your heart to the instruction. Like you've already got the... Abram, I've already given you the promise. You just got to get up and go. You just got to take one small step. You just got to move the right direction. Growth does not come from learning. Growth comes from application. This year, spiritual growth in your life will not come from taking notes in church. I think you ought to take notes. Spiritual growth will come on Monday when you look at those notes and apply God's word to your life spiritual growth will not come from reading your Bible spiritual growth will come when you apply the things you read in your Bible apply your heart to what you've learned apply your heart to what you've learned Do the thing that you know God's called you to do. Fix the stuff inside of your heart that you know. Like, move on. Renew your heart. Get, Get your mind right. You say, well, how do I do it? Let me give you a quick start. It's 21 days of prayer and fasting, everybody. That's the quick start. I've never liked fasting. I know it's hard to believe. I've never liked fasting. It never goes fast enough. I remember growing up, we would fast in my home, mom and dad, and our church would call a fast like, like like we're in right now, like we started today. And I would I would go check the mail. And the reason I would always volunteer to check the mail is because I would sneak Pop Tarts on the way to the mailbox. Come on. At night they'd be like, Man, are you are you doing okay? I'm okay. God's giving me strength. God gave me a strawberry pop tart. 21 days of prayer. Listen, January the 6th, starting today. Matter of fact, our dream team was here early. Dream team, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here at 845. Get here early. Stay late. Stay for loadout. Stay for two services. Just go all in this year. We started praying this year. We we started this morning praying for you, repenting to God, giving our hearts back to God. And we meet, listen, we meet Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Tomorrow morning at six o'clock in the morning, at, at our at our ministry center, literally across the road from us, right on the service road next to Toyota of Burnie, lights will be on, coffee will be hot. We don't do decaf, sorry. But we'll be there, and we'll let you, we'll let you go right at seven. But we're I'm, at six o'clock. I'll be right on the front road just giving my heart to God. You know why? That, because. Because fasting disconnects me from the world. And prayer connects me to God. Fasting disconnects me from the world. God, i got to close out all that stuff I've brought into this year. And prayer connects me back to God. And I'm asking you, listen. I'm asking you this year to take us. This may be your small step. Just meet us on Monday morning. Just be there as many as you can. You say, I can't come to all of them. Come to as many as you can. Have your husband take the kids to school. Man, listen to me. Get up, take the kids to school. Let mama come to prayer. Trade off. Do something. Everybody's got to go to work. We'll let you get off. I'm telling you, 7 o'clock in the morning, you can go. Like Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock, we'll be there one hour. Come on, three Saturdays, you can give one hour to God. Let's just take a step forward. Let's just say, God, i got to have more of you this year. I think the reason why some people crumble under the pressure of a year Listen close, this is the last thing I'll tell you and we'll pray I think the reason why some people crumble Under the pressure of a year Is because you missed your appointment with God Before the pressure showed up That you get to May or June or July And and pressure comes The phone call comes Terrible things happen. Or you fight a new devil that you've never fought before. There is something going on in your life—a trial, a heartache—and if you don't, if you miss your appointment with God before you get there, you don't have you don't have the strength to stand. And I am asking you to take one small step this month in prayer and fasting. All the resources you need are online. You can get a prayer guide today. As a matter of fact, I want everybody, everybody here, pick up a prayer guide get one, bring it home, bring it with you every morning, let's pray through the tabernacle, let's pray the Lord's prayer together, let's, spiritual warfare is in here, you need to pray, if you've got a prayer language and baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need to pray in the Spirit in these 21 days, come on, you just need, we need to develop that thing on the inside of us, so that we can face what we face this year, and you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, one small step at a time One small step at a time.